This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Welcome to the Wellness Glow Podcast. My name is Susie Garden, anti-aging naturopath and nutritionist, founder of the Glow Protocol, and I help women feeling stressed, flat, and older than they'd like regain their youthful energy and glow. Anti-aging is an inside job, and I know for sure that we can use specific foods, movement, mindset techniques, and build stress resilience to reduce our biological age and look and feel younger in our bodies and minds as well as potentially lengthening our lifespan. I know that the knowledge and insights I share can change your life and the way that you approach your health, and I'm excited to help you glow. Let's get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellness Glow podcast. My name is Susie Garden, and this week's episode is sponsored by Energy Glow NR. This is my first and uh, healthy aging supplement in my range. You can find it at theglowprotocol.com.au. Energy Glow NR like its name says, it's designed to support energy production, support skin health, skin regeneration. It's designed to support the stress response, help you manage the stress in your busy life. It also helps with immune support, also liver detoxification, thyroid health, female reproductive health, so, so, so many things please go check it out. It is an incredible supplement. The feedback has been nothing short of exceptional. So I don't want you to miss out. Let's get into this week's episode content. As you, if you've been following along, I've been really focusing on one of the key um, markers of aging. Also something that influences weight and health. And that is insulin resistance, which kind of sounds a bit boring, um, but it's super important. I think it's really important to understand how your body works. And did you know that there's actually a close link between stress and how your body responds to insulin? And if you've 
been following me for a while, you know how passionate I am about stress management and also being a yoga and meditation teacher. It is something that I have studied quite extensively and I'm really, really looking forward to talking to you about it today on the podcast. So as I've spoken about in previous episodes, we know that insulin resistance is linked to weight gain, premature aging, fatigue, and more. (laughs) And one of the biggest underlying contributors to the development of insulin resistance is actually chronic stress. And let's face it, who is not experiencing this these days? The thing is, we've got so much going on in our life. We're still kind of recovering really from these years of being in pandemic. Uh, At the time that I'm recording this podcast, which is in September 2022, the economy is pretty stressful. Every time you kind of open the news uh, websites, you're getting hit with something that is increasing your stress response. And is this going to impact your your insulin resistance, as well as many other body kind of functions. And, you know, remember our stress response is very kind of basic, kind of reptilian fight or flight. It's run away or fight the predator. And, you know, our predators these days are things like our financial stress our relationship stress, our workplace stress. And these things aren't lasting for 20 to 30 seconds, which is what that stress response was designed to do. When you're under stress, your body releases stress hormones to manage the situation. And one of the actions that they take is to flood your bloodstream with stored sugar or glucose so that you have access to energy and can protect yourself. You know, this is when stress meant getting attacked by a bear. Um, Unfortunately, this leads to lower insulin sensitivity and therefore increased insulin resistance and your cells will start to ignore the message that it's receiving from the insulin to take up the sugar or the glucose and utilize it. There are also indirect ways that stress contributes to insulin resistance. For example, increased stress means that you're more likely to experience sweet cravings or carb cravings, might increase your appetite, increase your desire for comfort foods, emotional eating, may impact your sleep, And also you may experience hormonal fluctuations with stress and all of these can further add to the picture of insulin resistance. So let's look at how insulin resistance increases stress. Let's look at how that cycle continues because the big issue here is that insulin resistance causes inflammation, our biggest source of physical stress and also the source of pretty much any health condition you can name from mental health conditions to physical health conditions. Inflammation feeds not only into stress, but also into insulin resistance itself. And insulin resistance can also influence your sleep. Those with insulin resistance and diabetes often wake in the night when their blood sugar levels peak, leading to a broken night of sleep. Poor sleep is a form of physical stress and the body will produce more stress hormones in response. Here's that cycle. Then there's the psychological impact of insulin resistance and its symptoms. For example, weight gain or difficulty losing weight. It can be really stressful. 
if your goal is to lose or maintain your weight. And particularly as you get in your 40s and you're kind of wanting to hold on to your youthful kind of body, uh, and particularly when you're starting to see other signs of aging, like graying hair, like wrinkles and things like that, and you just kind of want to have control over your body and what it looks like, no matter what it looks like, you just want it to look like your body and that you can kind of lose control of that. And I'm seeing this a lot. Um, and yeah, there's sometimes it, it feels like it's beyond your control because the things that you used to do that worked aren't working anymore. And then there are other symptoms such as constant fatigue, brain fog, uncontrollable sweet cravings can also cause you to feel like you don't have control over your body anymore. And it's it's a horrible way to feel. So let's talk about how to start to break this cycle because I'm all about solutions. This is what I love. So what comes first, the insulin resistance or the stress? Well, Actually, the truth is, it doesn't really matter which way the cycle goes. What we want to do is make sure that we're using methods to address both. That way, you have a better chance of stopping it. So that means we want to address your stress, number one. Now, obviously, we can't avoid avoid every form of stress forever. And small, acute kind of doses of stress can actually be good for us. It gets us motivated to get stuff done, right? But in our modern age, we're surrounded by physical and psychological sources of stress that can leave us depleted. So as I'm saying all of the time, so while you can't get rid of the stress necessarily around you, sometimes you can leave the job, leave the relationship, whatever it is that's causing you this acute stress, While you may not be able to get rid of that, you can work on your response to the stress in your life. And it makes an incredible difference. The way we approach stress, whether if if we come from a reactive kind of path, then it's not going to be effective. If we are responding to stress in a way that is productive. And to do that, we need to be in the right headspace to do it. So that is why I'm always encouraging people to implement stress management techniques proactively so that when life gets stressful, your baseline level of stress firstly is lower, but also your response to stress is going to be different because you are able to control your stress response, if that makes sense. And some of my favorite ways to combat stress include moving the body. And notice I use that word moving the body. And that can be in whatever way works for you. Maybe moving your body is doing yoga. Maybe it's going for a run. Maybe it's doing uh, reformer Pilates. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it is something else. But moving the body can really help with managing stress. It's, it's grounding. It's helping you to get out of your head and back into your body. And it's, we know from research, this calms your nervous system. Obviously, I'm going to talk about mindfulness and meditation. And obviously, we know that works. But sometimes when we're really, really stressed, we just 
can't get into that space. And that's why if you're doing it all of the time, like have a daily practice of some sort of mindfulness or meditation, it's going to help you when things do get stressful. Now, I was speaking to someone, actually a patient in clinic this week, and who has absolutely no time. She's stressed, super stressed through a number of different avenues, but she has, and one of those stressors is she's very time poor. So we talked about the fact that she has to have a shower every day, right? Make that shower your mindful time. So where you may not have time to sit and light the candles on the altar and light up the incense and throw your caftan on and get into lotus position, you don't need to do that to meditate or to be mindful. Simply taking some time where you are completely focused on the present moment is all you need to do to calm your nervous system and to have mindfulness in your life. You have to have a shower. You have to brush your teeth. Why not in those moments be fully present in that procedure, that experience? Um, So what I'm talking about is feeling the water hitting the skin, noticing the steam, breathing that in, noticing the smells of any of the products that you use if they have smells, feeling the temperature of the water, feeling the weight of your body through your feet, noticing the the sensation of the towel on your skin, all of that and being completely present with it. You can do the same, as I said, with brushing your teeth, same thing, feeling the, the toothbrush in your hand, smelling the toothpaste, feeling the sensation of the toothbrush on your teeth, on your gums, on your tongue, wherever you put your toothbrush, um, feeling the sensation of the, the water as you rinse out your mouth. All of these little things, these little techniques, these little life hacks will help you to combat stress. It will be like a pattern interrupter to help you manage the stress in your life. Uh, Another one, which is super important and also doesn't take a lot of time is getting out into nature. So if you live in a city and you don't even have like a balcony, even just looking out the window and seeing sky, even if you're in an apartment, I'm sure you can find a way to see sky, to have sunlight on your skin, to go for a walk along the streets, noticing detail, noticing any trees that you might have. If you're lucky enough to have a park nearby, go walk in the park, put your hand on the bark of a tree, smell the tree, (laughs) um, listen to the birds. All of that stuff is going to be calming for your nervous system for those same reasons. It gets you out of your head and into your body and grounds you. Also, I mean, you know, if you, if you know me or have been in my space, you know, I'm crazy dog lady, right? Um, so spending time with your furry friends, uh, whatever pet you might have or your kids or your loved ones, or your friends, that is also fantastic for managing your stress response. Um, so that is a huge kind of part of this breaking the cycle of insulin resistance and stress. So that's part one is addressing your stress. Part two, tackling the insulin resistance issue. So to get results and relief of your symptoms sooner, it's also important to take these steps to manage insulin resistance. And one simple step 
which I mentioned last week is three meals a day and no snacks. So if you haven't already implemented that, I'm here to remind you to do that. Um, And if you didn't listen to last week's podcast just quickly, even though in the past, the recommendation has been eat three meals a day, no snacks. What we know now, the latest research is that three really good square meals a day that are beautifully balanced will give you a much better outcome when it comes to managing insulin and glucose and giving you that break five to six hours in between meals, longer overnight, obviously, to allow your insulin to return to baseline because your glucose will be lower in the blood. Um, So that another tip that goes along with that is starting each meal with two bites of protein. And that also will trick your pancreas into reducing the trickle of insulin. Um, The thing is, you know, ideally you'll include steps that address not only your insulin resistance, but also your underlying stress. So changing your diet, reducing your sugar, increasing, making sure your protein, your carbs and your fats are in a good balance. Personalized nutrition is ideal. That's where you're actually taking into account your blood biochemistry, where you store your fat, your metabolism, your health history, all of that super important exercise or movement of the body. It's, it just makes you feel good. I've, I've got to admit, I've never been much into sport as a kid, as a teenager. It was never me. I was always into music. Uh, it was only really when I discovered yoga in my twenties that I really kind of started, actually found a movement that I liked and I was good at. I happened to be naturally flexible, so I'm very lucky. Uh, but that's when I really found movement that made me feel good rather than feeling like a chore and finding movement that you love means that you actually look forward to it and it becomes an enjoyable part of your day rather than, Oh, I've got to go to the gym. You know what I mean? Um, I used to be like that. Oh, I've got to go to the gym. And occasionally I do have mornings where I'm still like that, but I really, really have found movement that I love. That makes me feel good that I look forward to, and it's actually joyful for me. So I encourage you to find that for yourself. And the good thing is it's actually really easy. It doesn't have to be expensive. Going for a walk can sometimes just be the best form of exercise, particularly for insulin management. Um, Other things are stress management techniques, as I've talked about, and improving your sleep. A few ways to do this. You could also consider uh, supplementation, as I mentioned earlier, Energy Glow, NR. Oh my gosh. It's almost like I've designed it for this podcast because <laughs> it helps you manage stress. It helps you manage your um, blood sugar. It helps you manage your carbohydrate metabolism. It helps to support brain function, memory recall. It's traditionally used in Ayurvedic medicine to support healthy mood balance and relieve symptoms of stress. When I'm talking about this, it's these individual components that are in Energy Glow NR. Check it out at theglowprotocol.com.au for joining me for today's episode of the wellness glow i hope you loved what you heard here and are excited for the potential to improve your health and increase your lifespan if this resonated with you then please screenshot this podcast and share it with your friends hashtag the wellness glow podcast